Hi, welcome to What's Your Deal? I'm your host, Ariana Lenarski, and this is the podcast where we read tarot for special guests. I have with me today one of the funniest people I know, Jessica Nicole, a queer actor and maker, and who is trying to distract me right now with her beautiful arm motions, her extreme facial expressions. She's making presentational motions with her body. Welcome, Jessica. You look so at home right now. Thank you so much. I'm trying to channel Stevie Nicks right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm ye- wearing a golden yellow outfit. So just imagine that it's black and it's, lacy. It's beautiful. It's a golden rod. Actually, I'd like you to describe it because I'm not I don't make clothes. And Absolutely. I don't. This is a ribbed knit in the color goldenrod I think is appropriate. It's a turtleneck dress. Mm-hmm. It's loosely fit so I can eat whatever I want to and not feel constricted. Mm. And I'm guessing it's a recent addition to your wardrobe that you've made by hand. Actually, yourself. I made this last year, I think. Okay. I think I made it last year. Yeah. Which, so it's been in the rotation for a little mm-hmm. bit. I make my I make my own clothes and a lot of my shoes. I'm into shoemaking. I'm into I'm into making pretty much anything. I um, build furniture and reupholster couches and chairs and um, and I like to be busy with my hands. So making feels like a very big part of my identity now. It's interesting to me because I obviously play around with metaphysical stuff and like think about. I talk about theory stuff a lot of the time, and I don't necessarily want to call you a witch to your face, but it is, but I do think that you create magic by making these things out of, you know, basically thin air, right? Everything that you do is creative in terms of like making actual items. This is the biggest compliment I have ever received. Earth witch? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no one has ever said that to me before. But I, li- I like that connection to the creation of mm-hmm. anything, really, I guess. I would even think that because I think um, before I tell me if I'm wrong, but I think before you met me, there was like not a ton of like astrology or tarot or anything. No. In your life. No. Like at all. No, absolutely and not. Maybe still is something that's not like 100 percent. Yeah. I feel like, like you are my gateway drug, but it has <laughs> only led to you. It's just right. a pill that um, you're on both ends. It's like uh, Centipede, <laughs> that creepy movie, but it's just a bunch of Ariana's <laughs> connected. Cool. <tailed> that- out. <laughs> Is that the best compliment you've ever received? Yes. Oh, to sound like uh, I get to possess you totally in my magical world? Yeah, Yeah. that's great. Great. That's fine with me. Wonderful. (laughs) Um, But I really admire you for this ability to create stuff in the real world just because I feel like I struggle with that. I feel like I'm starting to get more um, respectful of uh, things that – uh, are like basically like sewing where you have to take your time mm-hmm. be really careful and um, sometimes when you're finished only someone who really knows would know that uh, how much time has gone into it you know what I mean so true like I feel like someone would have to say to you like I know how much work you put into this I know a lot of other people couldn't tell but I can tell yeah and you know what I mean yeah I totally um, do so there's almost like a um, sense of um, being comfortable with 
people maybe not knowing how much time it actually took for you to make something because it looks so good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It, they're, making things is... Um, it can be kind of divisive. I think that the most common response that I get from people, if they say, I love your dress or I love your coat or whatever, and I'll say, thanks so much, I made it. And then it's, oh my God, you made it? I hate you. Like there's this oh. there's this weird visceral response where mm. people immediately want to make a comparison. Like, well, I don't make clothes and you mm. made that. And so, and that's not why I share that with anyone. I like uh, to have that conversation with people because it opens, it, it opens up the, um, the dialogue to like, you know, oh, my grandma used to sew me clothes mm. when I was little or um, my mom taught me to knit when I was a kid and I always wanted to pick it up again or that sort of thing. It really, it kind of stops the dialogue when people, you know, assume that you're making a comparison or trying to make them mm -hmm. feel bad. And that's never what I'm ever trying to do mm -hmm. when I say that I make things. So now I don't say it that often oh, anymore. that makes me sad. I know. I used to say it all the time because I was so proud of it. And now I make 100% of mm -hmm. what I wear. And so... I don't know, maybe, I guess I kind of have to feel it out with the other person to be mm -hmm. like, oh, do they get to know about this part of me? Because mm -hmm. I feel like it's more of something that um, explains me a little bit more when I say, yes, I, I like to make things and I made this. But again, people can kind of like cut it off and it doesn't let the relationship mm -hmm. evolve at all. So not you're right, not everybody appreciates the the time or the whatever that it takes to get there they just feel shame because they didn't make their own things mm -hmm. which is not what I want people to feel well it's almost like I don't know I sort of want to tell them to go fuck themselves a little bit because there's a part of me that's like okay sure maybe it's traumatic to be like you can do that no one told me I could make you know there's like this trauma that people go through of like what like I can live in a different way and or like I don't do that. You know, it's like Absolutely. sort of a, I mean, it's a little bit of an egotistical way to respond. Yeah, it I kind feel. of like puts a, a mirror up to people's faces sometimes yeah. where they say, oh, well, you know, I don't do these things. And I don't assume that everyone has the time or the money or the resources or the yeah. interest in making things yeah. like that. But what I do offer a lot is, you know, if you ever want to learn how to sew, have a big old craft room in my mm -hmm. house, I would love to, you know, have you over. I like spending social time with people in that way where you're doing something other than drinking alcohol or eating food, although Same. I appreciate <laughs> than eating food, but it kind of can, I don't know, it doesn't allow you to explore very much. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I'm in those situations, the conversation always leads to like gossiping or something, which uh -huh. again, I'm not against gossiping, but there's nothing, there's nothing else on the table yeah. to kind of like focus your energy into. Yeah. And so I, I love like make dates with people. Yeah. I try to have make dates. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> hardly anybody ever takes me up on make dates. Oh. I, I want to. <laughs> you can have a make date. I feel like every date with you is a make, kind of make date. date. <laughs> with, whether it's something, you know, physically in front of us or some kind of abstraction that we're discussing. But time with time spent with you is always feeling very creative to me. Oh, that's nice yeah. to hear. Um, I, I'm trying to think why. Because I know you've offered that to me. Still, and I'm trying to think why I haven't taken it up in the past. I think maybe I'm just intimidated. Like, I think I just, you know, that it's... Even though, like, I definitely feel like a close friend to you, there's also, I, I am now seeing there's still even a subconscious part of me that's like, I'm going to mess up. Like, I didn't make that corn dog right in first grade. Like, I remember I have this memory of not breading a corn dog correctly in 
first grade with the rest of my class, and I was the only one that couldn't get all the dough onto the corn dog. And I was the only one that didn't have, like, a good corn dog and how much shame I felt. Unreal. <laughs> and I've been hanging on to that. And it stays so with long. you. Isn't it it's so bizarre? So yeah, that's really <laughs> wild um, how that stuff can, And I think like, probably everybody has a sto- an insane story like that that's 100%. like, well... I didn't jump like far enough in the long jump in third grade. And like that was kind of it for me. Mine is that um, we dissected a sheep's eyeball when I was in third grade and I kept a part of it in my pocket for months. What? No. (laughs) Also, it smelled like formaldehyde. I put tissue around it to keep it safe, but it was like like the lens of the eyeball, I think. Uh And it was very soft and I'd never felt anything that was so soft before actually now that i'm telling you this story that i don't know if i've ever told anyone before (laughs) i'm thinking about how texture is so important to me Uh like having that it was almost like a fidget spinner in the 80s it was like the first (laughs) fidget spinner but it was the lens of a sheep's eyeball yeah super goth goth. oh my gosh yes see how witchy i am and i kept it folded in this piece of tissue and it was in my ski jacket and so i would forget that it was there until it got cold outside and i had to put the ski jacket on i put my hand in my pocket and be like oh my sheep's eyeball can you walk me through the moment where you took like (laughs) what was the turning point moment where you're like i'm keeping this bit yeah. of were you with a were you dissecting it by yourself or no, were there other we people? were in a group mm-hmm. and it was in class and it was i mean i don't know of a lot of third graders that were dissecting definitely things. so that feels like odd. kind of i don't know progressive for birmingham alabama that we were doing <laughs> that and i I feel like we might have had to have notes signed by our parents to say that it was okay that we did this. Anyway, I remember consciously saying, ooh, I like this. Mm -hmm. I'm taking it. So it was also maybe my first time, like, consciously stealing something. Mm -hmm. Because I knew I wasn't supposed to have it. Uh But I thought, what is the harm? Because this fidget spinner brings me so much joy. Mm -hmm. And so I, like had it underneath my hand oh, man. and kind of just put it in my pocket. And so then they came and gathered, you know, all our materials and it's just a mess of sheep's eyeball everywhere. So nobody was, you know, counting, making sure all the parts were there because who would want to to keep a, a formaldehyde soaked um, lens? Of an eye. Well, Jessica did. So what you're telling me is you had this totem. So you kept this totem around with you. <laughs> right? You, and like yes. almost like a stuffed animal. Absolutely. It was a com- a it was a comfort crystal. Thing. Yeah. Oh, like a crystal. Yeah. yeah. So Oh, yeah. And this would be something you would carry around with you in your pocket. Yeah. And I would forget that it was there and then be mm-hmm. It was like finding $10 in your pocket. <laughs> But it was a sheep. So, so not like that. <laughs> You're right. I couldn't spend it on anything. I spent it on myself. Like the joy that it brought me was worth ten dollars each That's time. Some goth, gothic. So, shit. so what happened was my mom asked me what I was playing with one day, and I'm imagining that she could smell it or something. Uh-huh. It didn't have a super strong smell anymore because it had been around for so long. But she was like, "What are you playing with?" And I was like, "Oh no, this is bad." This is not. She's like, how gonna are you going to explain that? Yeah, how am I going to explain also, it? Which also, even if you said it, I would think she'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean a sheep's yes. eye? Yes, all of those things is oh, what so PJ did you, would so have done. Were you honest? I'm trying to remember if I told her what it was. I think I said that I got it from school. 
And she looked at it and <laughs> asked me what it, and it's gray. Like, it doesn't look like, you know, anything specifically. Does it look like a contact lens? Uh, no, it was, it was so, it was very big. So much bigger than a, you know, like a regular contact lens. And mm-hmm. it was gray, had this gray color to it. Like the size of a nectarine? I would say How like, maybe we? like bigger than a quarter. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And if my memory is correct. And it was gray and it had like this, you know, it felt weird. Uh-huh. And she asked me what it was. I think I told her and she just said, throw that shit away. <laughs> and I don't know and if I had like a mental funeral for yeah, it or I was what. Just but say you blacked out. I was like, not. I was so. Yeah, it was your first infused object. That's wow. what it was. And also, I knew that it. I knew that it was weird. Like there was no way I could excuse it. I was yeah. like, "This is fucking weird." Yeah. But this is who I am. This is my wow. most authentic self. I so much want to get you another sheep's eyes. <laughs> I says sheep's lens. That's so thoughtful. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, I, I just love that. What a crazy thing to keep as a child. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I'm Thank you for inviting me to relive that yeah, moment. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of when, um, did you ever walk, watch Six Feet Under? Yes. When she had the foot, when she put the foot in the boy's locker. Oh, yes. Remember that? Yes. Although that was more out of spite than yes. out of like, uh, mm, magic? Like what a little magical thing for you to have done. Yeah. They, you know? It really was. I didn't even... I didn't fully grasp it until today <laughs> doing this podcast with you. <laughs> um, you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to turn the memories. Yeah, the you're good. You're good. You're, good. You. you're like pulling and pulling, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what Well, now to I'm ask. interested if, I, now I'm curious if you in the Chinese zodiac are a sheep. That's what I'm no. really curious. Okay. I am a monkey. Okay. So we can't, we can't make that. Yeah, we can't we can't make that connection. Hmm, I wonder if anyone important in your life is a sheep. Yeah, I do too. Oh, oh, I I was gonna say maybe you know. Have you had any connections to sheep since then? Um, I love to knit. Got it. Okay, I see. Full circle. I see where it's all coming together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me think if I have any other questions for you. Do you? Even though I haven't like asked you any questions, I just. (laughs) I'm like, is there anything else I want to talk about before I <laughs> read your tarot that might be related to this? I guess I want to ask um, if you feel uh, like, in general, you easily make connections, or do you think that there's something that you, I guess that's my question. Do you feel like you easily make connections in your life? Does it happen to you? Does it like with other people? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> No. Interesting. Not super often. Um, Yeah, when it happens, it feels very special and Mm -hmm. sacred. And I think that I have like, I think I'm a compassionate person. So I I do like to meet people and, you know, but I don't necessarily vibe with every single person, but Mm -hmm. I act like I do, which Mm, is some kind of, yeah, which is some part of my, I don't know trying to please people mm-hmm. all the time. Actor. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So I I find myself trying to fill the role of whatever I think might be expected of me. Not with every single person I meet, of course. Um, but, I do, but I think about it often enough that 
it makes me realize there is something about being present for people, even if they're not necessarily giving anything back to me. Like I have this need to be kind of nurturing mm-hmm. and and be there for people, but I'm also an introvert, and so also hey, it's exhausting. Exists, it's mm-hmm. exhausting, and so I think that might be where. The connection ends for me. Like I, I can find an in, and then it's so much work to keep it going that I just I can't keep doing it anymore. And then I kind of retreat back into myself and re-energize, and then come back out. Mm-hmm. I think that's the typical. Uh, I I relate to that. I think I'm probably an introvert at heart, um, but I enjoy other people so much that it's hard to not want to get out there and yeah give and give and give and then like go back in your little shell yeah um although recently i have been trying to have a more aloof personality i find it awful (laughs) i don't like it at all uh i just wanted to try on this new persona because i felt i just basically felt like i was uh needed to be less emotionally available for people yes um just because i've been like doing things like late night texting with people that I like shouldn't be late night texting with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend was like, you've got to stop like being so emotionally available yeah. to every single person. And I was like, okay, then I'm gonna establish a new aloof persona. And I tried it just for like one day, which just basically looks like, here's like what it looks like. <laughs> like a friend asked me like, hey, do you want to go get coffee? And I said, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then just left it like that and left this space and I could tell my friend and like I told my friend what I was doing so we she was in on the joke okay but I could feel the confusion even though it was like funny there was also like a confusion and a space yeah that she had to fill and I was like people that do this all the time are cuckoo clocks they are they live like that how do they the live time. like that? I don't no know. No offense to anyone who's listening and is like that, but what are you doing? Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. It's crazy. It's really crazy. You should also, I would like for you to, I mean, I don't want you this way, but in, in the vein of like, really just playing, just playing around here. I want you to do that with strangers, like people that you're just meeting. And I want to see how different it feels. Being aloof? With pe- yeah, with people that you know versus people who don't know you. Because I okay. would imagine that other people there might not be so much confusion because that's all that they know you as. Right. And that is weirdly powerful, but. It is, but here's what I worry about. Sometimes I'm like, am I just like triggering people and reminding them <laughs> of their like aloof dads <laughs> or something? That's big mean? dad energy. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like very much like not giving anything and. Yeah. What if someone likes me when I'm acting when like you that like, person? Yeah. Then I would and be so to, like, yeah. oh no, like I'm not rude and mean and no close you're to not home. that's it's that's the opposite of everything that you are mm-hmm. so don't you ever play this game with me because what game i don't want it see look at you you think you're cute but you're not <laughs> i mean you are but you're not okay <laughs> um do you have anything in mind for your reading that you're interested in <clears throat> this is my least favorite part about tarot Oh, is having to ask. And so every time that you've read for me, I've never had a question, a specific. I've had like a topic. I've had a subject line Mm -hmm. in the email to tarot, (laughs) but nothing specific. And then when I think of specific questions, they're always something with a yes or no answer. And I feel like that is so dismissive of tarot. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
Tarot's like, bitch, I contain multitudes. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare relegate me to something so, like, vague. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very hard for me. And I wonder if that's because I'm afraid. <gasps> of what? Exactly. <laughs> Talk about aloof. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, maybe we're going to look at your fears. Well, I do. Okay? I have one. I do, oh, have, you do have a question. Okay. I do have a question. I thought it took me like five days to think of it. Okay. Don't say it thought, yet. Okay. I okay. Won't. Great. Okay. Okay. Cool. We're going to, well, we're going to go. We're going to get into it when we come back. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to read the tarot of Jessica Nicole. Welcome back to What's Your Deal? We are about to read the tarot for Jessica Nicole. I'm passing her the deck now as we speak. Jessica, please shuffle these cards and think about anything that you would like guidance about. Can be anything big or small. Jessica's face is open. Okay, sorry, I won't, I won't narrate here. No, you can do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Thinking about the past the present the future i'm the worst shuffler <laughs> everybody says that but oh my gosh i have yet to see someone really be the worst is two times okay mm-hmm. as many times as you like okay oh. that was better okay i'm doing it one more time she's doing it one more time seeing some pretty cards on the bottom Great. Well shuffled. Okay. So with your left hand, I'm going to have you cut the deck into three separate piles. She's cutting, 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 and then put them back together in any order that you choose. Great. And then lastly, with your right hand, I'm going to have you cut the deck just once. And is there anything on your mind that's come up while you're shuffling that you want to share with me? Or do you want to just kind of go for it and see what we see? <clears throat> or what was the, basically what was the question? Okay. About? I've been thinking about a project that I have been attached to. This is like work career stuff. A project that I have been attached to for a while that is very near and dear to me and that I am um, very excited about and yet I have no idea whether it's going to happen, whether mm -hmm. I will continue to be attached to it. And at one point, it was the source of, um, I guess, a lot of hopefulness when I was, you know, work was slow and I was feeling stressed out about, you know, what I was doing and where I was going. And I would have this thing like, oh, but this thing might happen. This thing is maybe going to happen. And work has picked up for me and it's been, you know, really exciting and uh, fulfilling. And I'm wondering, do I still need this thing in the distance to like look towards or is it like, should I just keep going and just doing what I do and if it happens, it happens? Mm -hmm. Or should I keep trying to like manifest it and imagine yeah. it in my head? Mm -hmm. Does it matter? Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. Okay. So basically, what do you need to know about this longstanding project, right? Yes. I know how to think about it. Okay. So I'm just going to say a brief prayer over these cards. Mm -hmm. 
So I think with this question, originally I was thinking, oh, maybe we'll pull one by one, but that's like a great kind of a long-term question. So I am going to pull a Celtic cross, okay. which is like the 10 card spread that okay. I've been doing in the past. So at the heart of the matter here, we have the King of Cups is the first card that we drew, crossed by the Eight of Wands. Wow. So. Wow, guys. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the little, here's that little central hub around which your life is turning. The King of Cups is um, a very compassionate guy. The King of Cups has kind of achieved emotional mastery. He's sitting in his chair. He's got his crown on. Um, he's holding his cup with a not too tight grip. Uh, hmm. The water flows beneath him somewhat peacefully. There's a little fish that's looking at him. Yeah. So um, what's interesting about this king is even though cups indicates creativity and love and connection, um, kings are also no understand that they're responsible for others. Like they know that their actions have impact to their community or their subjects or whatever it is. So even though cups is the card of creativity, this king is a little frustrated because he has to hold back. Huh. Some, do you know what I mean? Like uh -huh. can't really do whatever he wants in some ways. Huh. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Because he knows that he, he a lot of times, quote, creative people are like kind of like sloshing around in a lot of ways, doing whatever they want. And he knows he kind of can't act quite like that and has to be more tolerant than most. Wow. <laughs> Which comes from a place of wisdom sure. and emotional understanding. And he's a natural therapist and all this kind of thing, but also can't exactly do whatever he wants even though i feel a connection to that yeah uh and the eight of wands uh is so if whereas cups are more receptive and they're more about like creation in the sense of coming from a heart-based place wands are much more active fiery outward um creation from a like a passionate based place so okay. this this is the, this is the wands and this is a card full of wands it shows eight wands that are like flying through the air and look like they're coming down to earth almost mm -hmm. A lot of times this card to me is like, seems like it's shouting like, go, 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 go. So, so there huh. is some, um, to me, it's very much like, uh, I know I'm at this place creatively where I'm kind of like, uh, kind of a master of what I do. And I sit, you know, I'm sitting comfortably in this position that I have, but also um, I want to, do more if that makes sense it's like these two i can see how these two things are at odds this is what this 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 card of extreme action and moving forward is what this king can't do yeah do you know what i mean yeah so um this feels like ambition it is yeah very much it's also just like a lot of mm, messages coming in for you so like you said about like work picking up or like other things that are happening in your life where it's like you're getting a ton of input how should you um use this input to create, essentially. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pull the rest of the spread around this hub now. All right, this is my favorite. I told you my least favorite part of tarot. This is my favorite part of tarot is when Ariana puts down the cards and makes all these little noises, noises and <laughs> squeals and is like, oh, oh my, of course. Oh. oh, wow. Oh, my God. I just see things. <laughs> I love it mm. so much. Okay, sweetheart. <laughs> I see what's happening here. Okay. okay. <laughs> so in the past position is, so you have two aces. Aces are always like indicative of um, 
uh, special opportunity and I guess I would say luck in your life, essentially. Okay. Um, you got an ace in the past position, ace of pentacles reversed. Um, ace of pentacles um, is very much a chance to make some kind of, basically like plant some kind of small seed using material force, if that makes sense. So it can look like a job that's suddenly giving you the... Um, that can be lucrative or can support you in some ways. Okay. Um, it can also feel like, in regards to your question, with the Ace of Pentacles reversed in the past session, you maybe f- there might be a possibility that you feel as though the chance to have the first step for this finish has like passed you by or huh. something like that. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like it's somehow, and now it kind of like as you're saying, you're wondering if you should continue to do this. Yeah. Um, in the conscious position is the Knight of Pentacles. And knights are always very, very obsessed in a sort of like teenagery way with their suit. Hmm. And this is in the conscious position. So this is what you already know. Um, this knight is staring at his pentacle with great intensity, like, you know, that's the only thing that he can see. So hmm. consciously you're like, well, if I have to, if I have to um, do this project, I kind of have to put my head down and like just do it piece by piece and that's how it's gonna get formed. That's mm-hmm. what you might say to people. It's like, wow, it would take a lot. So. I would really have to move in a cautious way and like make sure that we've got a really good foundation, which mm-hmm. I think is probably re- even related to feeling like, oh, we didn't get this first brick, we didn't get this first brick down for this. Yeah. So if I wanted to do it, we'd have to really start from scratch, it's like that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. But um, in the unconscious position or in a deeper sense um, is the Queen of Wands. So the Queen is like a mature figure, whereas the the knight it, knights are more like teenagery, mm-hmm. like we've got to just do this one thing. He's keeping his head down and just focused on like earthly matters, essentially. Queen of Wands is like, I think you know in some on some level that you should be leading this and other people need to be doing the dirty work. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like she is that. She is um, the most charismatic queen in the deck. Um, she's very attractive. She's very energetic. I mean, you kind of are dressed like her right now. <laughs> like she's wearing golden rod. Yeah, really. Like you're wearing <laughs> this golden, you know, this golden, it looks like you right now. Oh it's this gosh. golden and reddish yeah. um, combo and your eyeshadow even matches her right now. Um, it's hard for me to not think it's you. <laughs> and I think deep down there is this sense of this is who you are really. Like you really are this queen who thinks and feels with a lot of like, charisma and excitement and like fall down seven times get up eight you know Mm -hmm. like there's not a lot of dark clouds that can come along and dampen this Mm -hmm. this figure's life there she has too much fiery outgoing energy and she's too um ready to like she's like a vivacious figure you know what i mean Mm -hmm. knight of pentacles not so much like knight of pentacles is slow and maybe there is a sense of i think maybe this the disconnect might come in as though maybe like people won't take you seriously if you don't act like this night you know what i mean and like make sure you have everything grounded and set you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but uh there is it's really important for you to connect with her like she's really the idealist you know there's a chance here for you to be an idealist rather than it's more important for you to mm, when it comes to this project it's more important for you to be energetic about it than necessarily do the mundane work Hmm. do you know what i mean like that's how you can keep the fire alive okay. for this, I think. Okay. Um, and I, th- I want to double down on that by sh- seeing that there's this Ace of Wands in the future position, also reverse, which is really interesting. So that means that um, 
So whereas this Ace of Pentacles in the past position is the opportunity to plant the seed for material force, this is to plant the seed of creative force. Okay. So, and obviously it's hmm. very related to the Queen of Wands. I mean, she's pretty much, the, the Ace of Wands shows a hand coming out of a cloud and gripping this wand, essentially. And also the Queen of Wands is holding onto her wand yes, as well. Yes, she is. So for it to be reversed is almost, uh, almost like a warning to not let this go by. You know what huh. I mean? Like aces come and go really, you know, they come and go. Uh, opportunities come and go. And there's something about your passion and your creative potential that is needed for this project in particular. So- I agree. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's not so much, it's like you, you need the spark first. You can worry about you can worry about the material parts of it later. Does that like resonate with what we're talking about necessarily? I think so. This is the beginning. This is like striking the match. Yeah. There's something about um, the light to come. There, there needs to be a light before the um, slower stuff comes in. Yeah. What it feels like is that I can't. I am waiting for somebody else to give it the okay. You are. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what can, that's. But yeah. I can't. Like, I'm not in a position to make it happen. Okay. Because it's. I want to believe you, but I know it's not. There's part of me that's like, it's not true. It's it's true because I didn't create this, <laughs> uh -huh. but it was created for me. Oh. And mm. I can't make it move forward at the level that is the, the next level for it. Like, it's already existed in one area, and it was great. And mm -hmm. now for it to move forward, somebody else has to say, yeah, we're going to do this. And so I feel like I'm kind of at the mercy hmm. of of other people. And like this Ace of Pentacles makes so much sense because mm -hmm. it started from something that was like just a fun idea mm -hmm. and people doing it. And like, yeah, it's cool. We're just going to do this thing. And it's grown into this massive thing. And I don't have any like control of it. But also it's for me. Like I can't imagine yeah, anybody else doing this. Yeah. So it has to be. <laughs> it is about you. It has to be me. And then also like the Queen of Wands really like I connected to that because Stuff being like you. a queer person of color in this role is so significant. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's significant in my career in general. Like I have to. Although I don't want to be responsible and have to be, you know, the resounding voice for a community, people kind of look at you like you are if you are somewhat of a public figure and are representing minority uh, communities. Mm -hmm. So there's a part of me that feels like I always have to, like, keep my cool and mm. and be, you know, rise above everything. And I'm not very good at that mm -hmm. sometimes. And, um, yeah, all of that feels like... Like you need to, you need to be the perfect yes. icon. Yes, but I'm just a person. You're just a person. Like you know, I have yeah. bad days and I have mm -hmm. opinions, and people don't like to see that from mm -hmm. their public figures mm -hmm. unless they agree with what it is that mm -hmm. you know they're putting mm -hmm. out into the world. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I feel like I struggle with a lot, like being the person that I am, but also trying to be the pe the best version or you know representation of these people mm -hmm. there, this sounds similar to what we're talking about when you want to connect with people but also like kind of don't yes you know what i mean it's the same yes trying to be yeah 
Mm-hmm. Trying to connect with them so they're like, yeah, you're so great, but like feeling a bit of a disconnect because maybe I'm just playing the role of the person mm-hmm. that is so great, but mm-hmm. maybe I'm not all of those things all of the time or mm-hmm. on that particular day. Mm-hmm. I think there is such a um, need for you to be true to your soul. Mm. It's like so important. Um, And people are going to figure it out or they're not. Or they're not. And what could happen too is maybe you speak from a, you know, of course you have to do your part and like take time to be thoughtful about how you present yourself and everything like that. But um if you're acting from a place that you don't truly believe in, uh, because you're wor- you know, you're worried that other people won't receive it well, if it's kind of like you have you have you have to be the leader in you expressing your soul from where it's at, yeah. and people will either come and meet you there too, or they won't. Like that's leadership, really, is like being the person to kind of clear the space for other people to initiate. Yeah, I can't remember if I was talking to you about that or not, but I read something so interesting about being a leader where it's like the leader is actually not the initiator. Was I telling you about this? No. The leader just makes the space and the followers initiate because they're the people that have to take the first steps towards you. So you kind of have to, you have to stick. I think this must be a big part of the next phase of your life. It's like sticking your ground from where you're at and knowing that you're basically doing your best to be honest and be the whole human being that you are, which like is so needed for queer people to be able to look at someone and see them as an entire person. Absolutely. That queer people don't feel like they have to be perfect. Yes. You know what I mean? Like actually it's more detrimental for you to act like a perfect person yeah <laughs> you know what I mean um and but I understand that it's like it's literally dangerous to do so so it's it's complicated yeah it's just very complicated but I think this is like a major part of everything that you're yeah working through yeah I think I think if that so. makes sense I think so um anyway <laughs> is that directly related to the ace of wands reversed somewhat <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just went off on my own, <laughs> on my own expression of Look, that. I took I took you there. So. Okay, great. Um, there is still some stuff along the staff that I want to like talk about yeah. that I think is related to what we're talking about. Okay, and I do think it's uh, well. We'll get there when we get there. So um, this card represents you. So here's the um, when this is the nine of swords. When it's upright, it's very dire. Like it's someone sitting up in bed and it's like they're having a nightmare, and there are nine swords above their heads. Yeah. So this is usually a lot about anxiety, and it is um, the anxiety of usually worrying about others or being distraught about others and feeling anxiety about what they might be going through. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I always think about with this card is that um, the roses on the bedspread remind us that it really has to do with love, like you wouldn't care so much if you didn't love right. them or whatever is going on. So there, So love is at the root of this card, even though it is a card of like mental distress and everything like that okay and reversed i think means you're coming out of a phase of um i am you know what i mean like coming out of a phase of like worrying about others in a huge way i am (laughs) oh my gosh good (laughs) which is great and it feels um scary not to Mm -hmm. have anything to focus my anxious energy on and (gasps) so i'm having to learn how to be like (laughs) 
just Ariana my glasses just down. Her glasses <laughs> down. <laughs> I I have really had to have a lot of talks with myself and say, okay, what does your life look like? Who are you when hmm. you're not stressing ab- out about <laughs> your sister, your mom, your dad, mm-hmm. your whoever it is, your wife, Claire? But I don't. I feel like the um, the worrying about other people and trying to make things right and to trying to gain control of bad situations is so ingrained in me that I almost don't really know what I'm like without that definition of myself there. And so right now I'm in a phase where everything is pretty chill mm-hmm. and I'm coming out of a place where everything was not fucking chill at all mm-hmm. and it was really scary and stressful and everybody's health was like you know um n- not great and and it was it was so concerning and I put all my energy into that and now I'm out of that and so it's kind of pertinent that I'm asking this question about my career because I haven't thought about it <laughs> really been you know it's kind of been on the back burner but yeah. it's more like you know Finally. I hope I get good work. And yeah. now it's like, all right, so what's what's here? What mm-hmm. what do you have to worry about when it's not your family or yeah. your friends or your people? And so I'm focusing my worries on career stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well Which is not an answer. You know what I mean? Like I think oh, the real answer the is to Yeah, to worry. Like I think the real answer is to figure out how to live your life each day and just be present and be mm-hmm. happy with the good things that are in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not very practiced in that. Well, I still think there's some kind of puzzle to be unraveled about how you can feel like you have more personal power in your career because you know what to do to help. Uh, you know, that's also with health matters. It can feel very out of control. You know, people can't you can't like heal someone with your touch or something like that. But you can still like do things to make things easier. Yes. For them. So as you're shifting that to career stuff, I think there's a possibility also for you to feel like you're doing the most that you can do. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's interesting to me in the environment position is reverse judgment, which to me shows me that people are, when judgment is upright, it shows this, basically the angel Gabriel is like coming down, blowing on his horn and there's people rising from the dead. Uh, This is often a card you see when people are feeling very, reborn and feeling very um, refreshed and they're hearing their call and suddenly everything makes sense and oh my god they forgive themselves and they're absolved and they you know they can move forward when it's reversed they're still having trouble believing that that could possibly be so well look at that (laughs) look at that and you don't totally have control over people not not hearing their call you know what i mean but there is a sense that this i i can't help but push further that even if you feel like you don't have the power to initiate, well, to initiate or to like lead in the situation, I must believe that you do because it, p- the people in your environment are obviously so befuddled or confused right now about what direction they want to go through that they're probably almost waiting for someone to be like, I know this is what we should do. Let's, here we go. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's, there is something about, there's, there's something about, um, there's a way, yes, you feel like you're waiting, but there's a way for you to wait where they have to come to you about the project because you're already there and doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this, I wish I could be more specific and I knew more about the project. Yeah. I don't know what these literally things could look like if it's about you like contacting people and stuff right, like right, that. Right. I don't really know. Um, I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay, great. Because so. <laughs> I am curious. So this is the card that I really want to talk about. This is in the hopes and fears position. This is the five of pentacles. And this, again, makes me be like, there's got to be something more to you being able to 
to um, work with us. So hopes and fears, sometimes the same thing, right? Yes. Five of Pentacles, very dire card, has these orphans that are walking in the snow. It's like currently snowing. Um, they're crippled. <laughs> I probably shouldn't use the word crippled. Sorry. Um, they are like on their... Um, What's it called? The crutches. Mm-hmm. And uh, one has a um, bandaged leg and they're hunched over, but they're together. Um, and this is very much a card of um, feeling material lack, essentially. Hmm. Um, it's also a card of sometimes feeling spiritual lack, like a lack of hope mm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and behind them is a um, church and it's showing that the inside is like the, you know, a warm light, a warm yellow light. So whenever this card comes up, you kind of feel like, well, if only these um, children essentially would look up, they would be able to go inside and probably get everything that they needed. Hmm. Um, So a lot of times when I see this card, it can speak to a really um, deep lack that is something that it didn't originate with you. Like there's a generational sense of feeling like your needs won't get met. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, there's nothing that can solve the lack, that mm-hmm. feeling of lack. Um, and it's a it's a hard way to feel. It really is truly like, I know, it's like knowing you're gonna be disappointed and being like, ha- being disappointed time and time again and expecting it and, and really truly saying like there's nothing I can do with this is how it's going to wind up every time yeah um it's a really painful way to feel I've saw this card a lot over the last couple of years <laughs> so I've worked with it a lot but I think what's really and it's a painful card um but I think what is really important whenever this card comes up is especially in this position which is the hopes and fears position eventually with this card the um querent uh no longer connects with um, the children who are in pain, but they start to connect with the church Hmm. instead. So I think there's, again, along with what I think is basically your ability to lead, like you are, I know you're the queen of wands. You have this upcoming opportunity to basically like embrace creative force in Mm -hmm. some ways. I think with this project, I don't, I can't, again, I'm not quite sure how, but it does seem like there's something about your personality or how you're working with these people that creates a sense it would like nourish them to work on this with you. There's something that would be healing about everyone involved mm-hmm. to be working on this project together. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And there might be some, um, but I think the fear might be that perhaps there's, for whatever reason, that's not something that you can inherently provide, mm. but you can. And I think that um, the more that, um, and I'm moving into the overall position here with this Four of Pentacles, who shows this king that's like sitting on his throne in a very constricted way and he's gripping his pentacles very tightly. He almost seems to be saying like, this is mine. And um, this is the card that comes up when you see a king who doesn't want to admit that he's a king. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I I really feel like there's something about you that it must, you know, the tides must turn into this like knowing who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and how much cuz I don't feel like a queen. You are. Like you must. this queen of wands and like mm-hmm. this leadership position. Mm-hmm. I have my whole life said I'm not a leader. 
I'm not a follower. I'm a be by myself oh person. Boy. <laughs> and Claire is always like, what are you, ta- what what are are you, you talking, talking about? about? What are you talking about? And maybe I have to redefine what being a leader means and what you said about, you know, making space. It's not mm-hmm. specifically telling people what to do, but it's creating the space for people to collectively come up with it all together. Yes. It resonates a lot. Yeah. I'm curious what are some, and also I want to point out that this is reverse, so it's showing that you are, you are, you are starting to think about this, starting to come into this mm, rule, rulership or leadership position. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is like on its way for you. Things are starting to flow in that way. I mean, a lot of times with this card, he he's not doing this for no reason. There was a point when this king didn't have enough. Yes. Oh, yes. You were surviving at one point. Oh, you know. Yes. But now you're thriving. Yeah. So to clutch, this is when you, when someone clutches and they have more than enough, it's greed. So it's huh. almost, it's almost like there's an opportunity now for you to realize that, um, huh. the, <laughs> like there's a, like you're, you're leaning, you're leaning into this new position where basically leaders, Here's what I'll say for you. Okay, I believe that leaders just have responsibility to empower others, mm. and that's how they can delegate, and that's how they can, um, uh, you know, uh, get things done if they need to. They don't have to do everything themselves. I think that's wrong. To, like leadership is not you doing everything yourself. Right. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So. I'm curious what it is about being a leader that has not appealed to you in the past and if it's related to anything like that. I don't, um, it's so interesting because I'm talking about having the responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, as as, uh, as someone who is a part of these different communities. Yeah. And yet that responsibility is terrifying to mm-hmm. me because what if I say the wrong thing mm-hmm. or lead someone down a path that mm-hmm. wasn't right and it's like I don't, if I stay away from it, then I don't yeah. even have to worry about yes. that. I don't even have to be anxious about that. Yes. Um, but it feels like a cop-out sometimes because well, I do still have very strong beliefs, but I will just <laughs> maybe not share them or not yeah. be as vocal about them. Yeah. There are ways you will never be leading people down your path. Right. You're going to be empowering others to go down their path, and yeah. that's how you're a leader. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. People, you're empowering people to walk alongside. You don't need anybody behind you. Like, it's very much yeah, a walking yeah, yeah, yeah. alongside I don't have thing. to tell anybody what to do. And I've never wanted to tell anybody yeah. what to do. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking about this spread and this question that I asked. And this is how, this is how Tarot comes in. And she's like, <laughs> you think you know, <laughs> but you did not know. Because <laughs> maybe this, you know has something to do with the question I asked, but maybe it's like an offshoot of the question I asked, which is, um, you know, what do I have to look forward to in my career? Is this one thing gonna happen? Meanwhile, I have joined this writer's group, of course, and I'm trying to um, find my voice as a writer. I write um, like personal essays, memoir type stuff all of the time. And I feel very comfortable with that. There are certain stories that I'm not 
at liberty to tell because maybe other people are still alive or, <laughs> you know, I don't want to hurt them. D- telling the story might um, put a spotlight on them and mm-hmm. they don't, are, they're not necessarily signing up for that. Or maybe it's somebody who's literally incapable of telling their story and it's not necessarily mine to tell. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about how do I share those stories because I think they're important and relatable without, you know, um, giving up all the details of Mm -hmm. these people there's a way to tell the truth compassionately yes that's what i'm trying to figure out and so you know claire again my wife has always said oh you know i think that your writing is special and i think it's powerful and i think you're a writer and i don't feel connected to that at all but i think of you know writing can be kind of looked at as as a symbolic leadership. You're basically putting a story out into the world and asking people to hold it. And, you know, whether they connect to it or relate to Mm -hmm. it is kind of beside the point because you're, you're sharing yourself with them in this big way. And so I wonder if, which, you know, the, the writing and how I'm going to tell stories has been a big part Mm -hmm. of my thought process too. And I don't know if it's going to be a part of my career at all, but it's a question that I've had. So I could see, I could see Tarot being like, well, you asked me a question and I'm giving you an answer, but it might not be the answer to the question yeah. that you asked. Well, I think overall it's saying that creative leadership is in your future. Mm. That is very much the Queen of Wands plus the Ace of Wands, like mm-hmm. big time. So lean into it. Step into your greater purpose. You know, you do it today. Today is the day. Today. Yeah. Call one 529 to start your you know, career in leadership like, today. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I'm seeing you later tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to say it again. Yes, I'm going to be like, did you step into your purpose? Did you step into your greater purpose today? God, why you can't s- we transition into stepping into our purpose? Why can't we vacation there? Laugh out loud. <laughs> I want you to say right now. Say I step into my position as a creative leader. I step into my position as a creative leader, <laughs> you're so, Brandon. You're so, Brandon's the sound engineer. Who's <laughs> laughing at us? You're so fucked. You're a creative leader now. I know. I said it on a <laughs> podcast, on a so podcast. now it's true. I step Everyone into my position as a creative tweet leader. Tweet at Jessica <laughs> and tell her how excited you are that she's now a creative leader. Now that she's accepted it here and made the transition on a podcast, <laughs> you're glowing. You're glowing. It's the Glossier makeup. I swear <laughs> to God. Oh, my goodness. Well, I feel good about that. I um, feel good about that, too. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being open to uh, getting crowned, I guess would be the word. <laughs> Sounds like a bad sex act. It does. Um, <laughs> can you tell the people how they can find you? Absolutely. On the Big white internet and other places. You can find. I thought you said big white internet, and I was like, (laughs) "Wow, so succinct." You can find my creative leadership on Instagram at Jessica is try curious. That's T R Y because I will try anything, and I don't mean that sexually, Mm. but I can't be the judge of what you think about in your own head. You can also find me on Twitter at the Jessica Nicole. 
you can also find me <laughs> on my website where I blog about making stuff, and it's just jessicanicole.com. And um, I try and tweet about upcoming projects and stuff. I'm currently recurring on The Good Doctor. I won't spoil anything for you if you don't watch that show, but um, check it out. I just can't tell you what it's like to sit in the glow of a creative leader. It's truly like something that I've always wanted, and now it's happening. I'm so upset. And with I you just right feel now. really good. Ariana's <laughs> acting like she doesn't look in mirrors, but okay, <laughs> sure. I will accept the light beaming from you that's bouncing back to you. Uh, I've got a great job. You do. Uh, Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This has been What's Your Deal. Thank you, Jessica and Nicole, for your <laughs> allowing me to. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being along. patient and you're open. So and you're, you're so welcome. I don't remember how it goes because I've only heard it once, but I loved it so much. So here's my remix. What's your deal? Oh, dun, my dun. God. What's your deal? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What's your deal? Dun, dun, dun. Thank you, everyone, for deal? tuning dun, 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 in. Please What's rate, review, deal? unsubscribe dun, dun, dun. wherever you What's listen to podcasts. Wiki, 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 I'm Ariana Lenarski. What's your deal? And this has been What's, What's your deal? deal? <laughs>